What's going on, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in to The Creative One. This podcast was created to inspire, inform, and educate all creatives. The Creative One features talent from all over the world. Whether you're a filmmaker, photographer, dancer, poet, or athlete, the goal is to show that creativity is within all of us. So, every Monday at 9 a.m., tune in to hear a new episode. We can't wait for you to learn something new, and of course, Stay true, stay you, and be creative. What's going on, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in to Creative One, the podcast. And on this episode, we have a special guest. Well, let's say guests that are on our show. And I'm so happy to have them. I was on their show recently, not too long ago, but they uh, decided to hop on our show and give us some knowledge and a little bit of backstory about what they do. So I'm going to let you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. You guys can go out of time, you know, one at a time, or you guys can go all together, whichever way. Cool. Um, well, I'm I'm Caleb. I'm Eric. And I'm Mark. <laughs> and uh, the three of us together, we are the co-founders of the video community. And the video community is... Uh, a company that we started just a couple years ago, and we are dedicated to helping grow a community of freelance filmmakers because uh, each of us spent, have spent about 10 years in the freelance filmmaking community or just out on our own doing it. And one thing we learned is that freelancing can be a very lonely business. It can be very isolating, and it's really hard to find people who you can relate to or you can chat with or who you can learn from. Uh, in the film industry, we found there's been a lot of gatekeepers, a lot of secret keeping and a lot of top down learning. And we decided that's not how things should be. So we came together, the three of us, and we said, you know what, let's change that. So we started the video community with the goal in mind to make knowledge open source, to create community where there is none and to help empower and encourage freelance filmmakers to be the best that they can be and with no limitations. Nice, nice, nice. Um, of course, like uh, if you guys haven't already um, to our listeners here, these guys have a strong platform that does provide, you know, content for creatives to speak about their backgrounds, their communities and what they love to do. Um, similar to what we do here at SCS um, Images, and of course, on a segment called The Creative One. But I want to dive into it a little bit. Tell us a little bit of how you guys started your career, like when it comes to the film industry or, you know, uh, creative industry as a whole. Yeah, um, I guess I'll start again. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, it starts back in high school. So actually, the three of us all went to high school together back in Westerville, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus. Mm -hmm. And that's when we became friends. What we didn't know then is that's when we actually started the video community. We just called it friendship back then. And so um, it was called friendship back then. Yeah. Friendship. Right. Just wow. this really. Yeah. It's a it's a kind of a new word. We're trying it out. You know. OK. OK. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, so we we picked up a camera and we were just honestly just shooting can we swear on this? I don't want to like swear if you have a very yeah, clean, go ahead. You know? Be yourselves, man. It's open. Okay. It's like, but we were just shooting shit in our backyard, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. and just trying things out. And like back then it was just like a for fun thing. And we just started honing the craft of filmmaking, if that's what you want to call it, what we made back then. But okay. Uh, so that was the start, like in narrative and like just shooting fun things together in backyards or at school or all around. And then when college came, that's kind of when we 
split off, like I kind of mentioned the intro, and we all kind of went off and did our own thing for a few years. And for me personally, like I, I didn't go to school for filmmaking. Okay. Like I'm completely self-taught. And while I was, I went to school for theater, right? I went to like a theater conservatory, something completely unrelated. But when I was in high school, I kind of remembered picking up the camera. I kind of remembered like enjoying this aspect of like the industry. And so all through college, I was teaching myself. I would film things, events for people for free. And then it was outside of college. They actually actually started charging for it. And while I was still exploring narrative work, that's when like the the more corporate or like some of your more commercial type stuff, I started picking up skills and then a lot of weddings back then. So did weddings. And then about six years ago, Eric and I got together and we shot a feature film up in Canada. Oh, wow. So like hundred thousand dollar budget up in Canada, 45 days in the woods. So like really kind of been exploring a corporate and narrative path. And as of late, that's kind of what has led up to the video community of the last couple of years is exploring more of those options and then coming together to build what we have now. All right. Question. Now that project that you guys created, is this still out on, you know, streaming sites or have you guys like banished it forever? Cause we no, would love to see that. It's on uh, Amazon prime video actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. most definitely. I, I got to definitely check, check that out, man. Um, <laughs> you can also <laughs> buy it on iTunes or watch it for free if you have an Amazon membership. Yeah. Okay, I do have Amazon membership, so I will do check <laughs> it out. So any guys, guys, if you hear that, you guys can go ahead and check out their first video together on Amazon. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it is free, but I do suggest supporting, paying for it and everything like that as well. So, I mean, that's cool, though. I, I like how you guys kind of connected and you guys formed you know, the video community as a whole. But obviously, like, we want to know what is the best resources that helped you guys create what you guys do now? And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be just in the creative realm and like your personal lives and, you know, what you want to accomplish as a, as a goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of take that one on and, and combine that with your last question, because I didn't go to film school either. I started in like a, a theater, you know, a theater tech doing doing the audio and the lights and then i went to college for audio engineering and music business and uh ended up working at a um at a music venue here in Mm -hmm. columbus ohio and i was doing post-production audio for a uh, saturday night kind of uh tv show that we did right after snl so like late night tv and so i'd mix all the audio then there, there were like four or five other video people um and so that was really my first like engagement with video and kind of inspiration because they teach me video. I taught them audio, but they were just so passionate about video Mm. and it was just like, you know, eat, breathe video. And that's how I felt about audio. But after a couple of years, just spending with them, it was like just being around other passionate people who just love what they do and they want to help other people out, share that knowledge, share that wisdom. That really inspired me to be like, oh, wow, like I can learn video too and take my audio background and mix it together. So that was kind of like the first big inspiration for me, at least that, that kind of, that really drove me into the video side of of business. So it's safe to say that you guys all start off in theater is what you guys (laughs) try to tell me here. (laughs) And then of course, um, you know, I want to say Caleb was more of the, the theater guy, the actor and everything. And then, Mark, you were more into, of course, theater, but you kind of dabbled in the audio sense of things. And that's why, of course, your mic sounds super clear right now, <laughs> you know. 
And what about you, Eric? Like, what is it that, you know, you were doing in um, in high school when you guys all met? Did you guys, did you start off at theater as well or were you in a I, different avenue? I did actually do a little bit of theater. I think more okay. from making friends with, with Caleb and Mark um, since they were, they were both in theater before I joined, but, um, yeah. and you know, I, I joined, I was, I was a big music guy. So I played uh, tons of different instruments in concert and jazz band. And then, um, you know, I got into theater because of, you know, meeting them in those programs, but ended up going to Nashville for college to pursue music uh, first and foremost as a career, like on the side of college, trying to, you know, do the rock band thing and whatnot. Um, ended up being undeclared major for a while at Belmont University. Didn't really want to know what I wanted to do with my life other than be a rock star. Um, but then also decided that I wasn't really into that either. And then found video being something that I had done over the years and enjoyed doing it with people like Caleb and Mark and um, joining other friends in the Nashville area on projects, shooting you know music videos and whatnot. So that was maybe a good career path for me. So I joined the uh, video production program at Belmont and finished out, you know, my time there under that major. I will say that it didn't really teach me much at all in the way of filmmaking. So I, I still somewhat declare myself a self-taught uh, filmmaker. But um, and then out of college, got a job at a record label. Um, shooting like artist interviews and actually mostly doing graphic design at that time but also shooting like talking heads with artists and whatnot then shifted more into music videos over the several years being there and um then about i think it was 2016 actually went out on my own and started my my own business that's good that's good and i'll you know just listening to all you guys it sounds like you guys are basically the three-headed monster um you're the video <laughs> guy you know we have the guy that 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 comes up with the ideas because of, of course theater you have to be real creative you got to be real animated and you know um bring a different light to things and of course you know then we have mark with the audio make sure everything sounds crisp and clear so that is like you guys have the one man well balanced team. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's well balanced most people don't have that so that is very good that especially you guys have that um camaraderie you know coming from growing up together and everything like that. But I do want to ask, because most people don't really talk about their failures. What was the biggest failure that you guys accomplished or not even accomplished? Let's, let's rewind that. Let's say that you guys witnessed or experienced while being creative. Mm. Where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, there's always a ton, but you know, I just want one from each of you guys, different experiences. <laughs> Man, okay, I've got a lot. I'm trying trying to think about what what's the most valuable biggest failure okay i don't know if it's the biggest failure because they're all they're all lessons you know they're all life lessons yeah. it's like in the in the moment yeah it feels like a failure um you know what i'll i'll, I'll do one because i love client work like that's what i do is like client work mm -hmm. and and i you know i love just relationships um and building them and so my first client one of my first corporate clients was kroger um, down in Nashville, they're like Nashville division. And so that kind of set up my, uh, kind of set up the growth of my video agency right out of college. And so I grew that for five years. So that was like one of my first big clients and I had them for a couple, couple years, maybe like a year and a half. And, uh, we were doing a lot of work for them, but you know, as we were growing, our team was getting bigger and you know, our expenses were getting bigger. 
Um, but I, I, you know, I learned a very valuable skill of communication because we kind of just, we were under contract, but we just kind of assumed that, you know, if something costs more than I just bill them more for that. And, and I didn't really know how to communicate at that time. You know, I'm like 22 years old, like out of college and doing like three or four videos a month for them. Um, and so, you know, we started like up in our prices, but we didn't really have a clear communication a clear conversation with them about why we were upping prices, how we were upping them, you know, where the justification for the value was and things like that. And so after about a month or month or month and a half, we just kind of noticed like, wait, why haven't we like heard anything from them? So they started shopping around. Um, and, you know, eventually, eventually they went away and they came back and we had a conversation and we kind of fixed it and they went away again. But like what that that showed me early on in my career that you can never over communicate. You can always under communicate. Right. But it's like I had a huge deal with them, you know, and they were like at that point, they were like almost more than half of our our revenue, you know, and even with a small team, it's like even when you got employees or contractors or people who are relying on income from you right it's your duty to it was my duty to make sure that that income kept coming in and so for me it was a such a such a not even a wake-up call because i didn't even Mm -hmm. know what to wake up from but it was just such a learning experience of like oh okay anytime i'm going to change anything with a client whether it's money whether it's a timeline whether it's just a, a something that we didn't haven't talked about in the project or right. creative change, changes in the project, like always communicate and communicate often. That was like my one, one of my, I think, biggest failures and lessons early on in my career. Which is not a bad, you know, failure, because like you said, you know, you do learn from your mistakes and then now you've, you use that later on in life, which has helped you along the way. Um, but I do want to hear the other ones too. So what about Caleb? Caleb, tell us a little, you know, little failure well, gonna, that happened. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've definitely had a few over the course of my career. I won't, mm-hmm. uh, I won't shy away from that, but I'll, I'll go with one of my earliest. Yeah. And um, this has to do a lot with authenticity to self, which I, I think mm-hmm. is important. Um, so uh, out of school, I, said I did a lot of weddings so I shot I didn't really shoot as many tons of editing edited a ton of videos and I was working with this company I lived in Chicago then and I be, ended up becoming the post-production manager and I was managing editors and all around the country for a wedding company that operated in 14 markets and I you know, saw a lot of potential for growth in that company. And I noticed a lot of red flags from the person I worked under, the guy who owned the company, and I ignored them. And I just kept trying to innovate. And my innovations that I was trying to implement weren't being listened to or heeded. And I kept trying to push them through anyway, which led to a lot of arguments and fights and even though my gut was saying you just need to leave and go out on your own like if you're going to be this innovative why innovate for someone else when you can innovate for yourself Mm. i didn't allow myself to receive the confidence in my own abilities and i let myself be pushed down by someone who did not respect me did not respect my work and did not respect what i brought to the table and he ended up letting me go or he was about to, and then I quit. So I, I, you know, cut in right, right there. But then 
Uh, and for a long time, I did see, I kind of feel like a failure. It, it still was kind of a knock to my confidence. And, and what I had to come to realize was that you need to listen to yourself. I think we're all so much more intuitive than we give ourselves credit for. Our body, our minds, like we are smarter than we think, we're more talented than we know, and we are capable of more than we, than we can even imagine. And what happens when you ignore that is people will see that weakness and they'll walk all over you, right? You can be an entrepreneur, you can work well within a company, but also acknowledge when you're ready to become an entrepreneur and go out on your own. I did not allow myself to see that. And it cost me time, it cost me energy, and it cost me peace. And there just is not enough time to not be appreciated and to not respect yourself. So for all of you listening out there, listen, trust your gut. You know when you're ready and do it. Listen. That's dope, man. That was good. That was a powerful message there. Um, And I I do appreciate that. Uh, Just like, you know, Mark and he said some positive information. But, you know, last but not least, we're going to go to Caleb. Um, not Caleb. Sorry, we're gonna go to Eric, and we're gonna go ahead. And we're gonna find out some some failures that you have overcome, and you know that that has helped you along the way. Heck yeah! I'm, I'll try to keep mine a little bit shorter, but um, no, nah, it's fine. We want to want to hear it all. <laughs> Don't keep it short. I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, kind of an ongoing failure that I overcome again and again, and get a little better at every time it happens. But yeah, um, it's something that's very important to me. Um, and that kind of aids in having a healthier and healthier life over time. But um, one of my ongoing big failures throughout my career has always been, um, and like I said, it was worst when I started, and it's gotten better and better till now, is um, honestly being a little too much of a, of a yes guy in the early days, like giving too mm-hmm. much, um, giving to the point that it sacrifices my own health and sanity and whatnot. Um, you know, just being totally yes guy to every client, everyone who needed, uh, extra hand with video work type of stuff, not having any boundaries. Um, and like I said, it happens again and again in smaller and smaller ways as time goes on, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a learning process to like gain those boundaries and be able to say, no, I can't, do that right now or no i can't do it for that price um you know that was always an early day issue as well it was never as much confidence for me in like learning to charge the right value but it was more so um feeling comfortable saying that i'd require the value and just because out of like wanting to like support people and help help clients and whatnot so um I think that's just, that's something that I always am working through and trying to, trying to keep top of mind is to have boundaries and understand that there's like a difference between working hard and hustling and not having boundaries. You can, you can work hard and hustle and have healthy boundaries and be able to say no um, to the right things. So, Mm -hmm. and then I kind of want to go into that as well, because of course, as a young, new creative, especially when you pick up a camera or a microphone or whatever it is, you're, you're forced to automatically think that, okay, Hey, I have to get as much clients as I can. I got to do all the work. I got to, I got to, you know, try to get out there and, you know, bring in all the value that I can to my business. How do you guys feel about that when you're first starting out? Do you think it's very important to be more, you know, um, 
think it over a little bit more before you kind of jump into a project? Or do you think it's, it's good to just jump off the cliff and just go for everything that comes your way? I'm going to be honest. When you're first starting out, you don't even know exactly what you love. So you need to just leap mm. off the cliff. I think, I think the first phase of your filmmaking career is the most beautiful time. And I mean that because even though you have no client base, yeah. even though you have no anything, you're just starting out, literally anything is possible for you. And I mean that in the sense of you get to try everything. You get to play when clients come, when you go out and you search, you can do real estate, you can do music videos. You don't, and as you're starting out, you're not expected to be the best in whatever a niche is or your chosen field or whatever. You get to try it all. What a powerful place. And as far as like boundaries, yes, absolutely. Those are important. But when you're just starting out, think about uh, being able, learning boundaries, of course, but also be willing to explore, like, can I create an extra social cut? It's good practice. It's good experience. Right. You are building a brand around yourself in these first phases. Explore that. Yes. And those opportunities explore everything because as time goes on, you are going to learn what resonates with you. Oh, I love music videos. Oh, I'm very good at corporate. It pays the bills. And I, and I enjoy that level of simplicity or, mm. oh man, I, I don't know, food, food's my thing. I love making food look good. That, that tugs my heartstrings. I mean, like, that's why we do this. Right. We are creatives. We create and we want to find things that resonate with our creativity, that pull out that inner artist. And we talk a lot in TVC about ideal clients. Your ideal clients are the people that are asking you to make the things that you want to make but you don't know what you want to make until you've made everything. And you can say, I like this more than that. I don't like this. I love that. So yes, jump off the cliff, whatever that means. Yeah, man, you, you, you stole it right out, right out from under my, my <laughs> breath. I was going to say the same exact thing. Yeah. I'd just like to add on to that. Cause I, I would echo it all. Uh, but like the hustle looks different every year of your career. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, starting Very out, true. man, you just, you have the beauty of never being burnt out before. Like going, like thinking back to it, like it's an ethereal part of your career because you're doing it because you love it and you haven't ever experienced not loving it, you know? And sometimes you won't, but I think for a lot of us seasoned filmmakers, like there, there comes a time when we're just like, we've hustled too much or we focus too much on one area, but right. I, I don't know. It's, there's like a difference between like the hustle culture and just like hustling in your business in areas that you love in your business. Because I'd say like the hustle culture, I'm, I'm not, I don't think we're, you know, I'll speak for myself, but like, we're not really about like just work, 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 work and never enjoy your life. Right. Mm, but you have true. to hustle to create your business. Because as you hustle to create more clients, and then like as Caleb said, like you don't know what you're doing starting out. You don't know what niche you're going to get in. But the more reps you put in in the beginning, the quicker and faster you're going to know what you like to do, what you love to do, what people resonate with, and the direction that you're going to go. And then once you go that direction, then there's different challenges, right? And there's different areas in your life that you need to hustle. Like when I started out, I didn't have any kids. I was just married. So I had all the time in the world to explore all this stuff. And now I've got three kids and another coming in a couple of weeks. And it's like, my hustle looks different because it's more strategic hustle. Mm, you yeah. know, it's more like, it, it's actually more about like, how do I use every second of my time in a way that's also productive for business, but also productive for my mental health. 
What's going on, everybody? Thank you for listening to part one of this episode with TVC. We're having a great conversation so far, and I hope you guys are getting enough information. But, of course, we're going to have a part two, and I want you guys to stay tuned for that. But, as always, stay you, be true, and always stay creative. Catch you in the next one.